Welcome to Across the Pond NBA Podcast, part of the Across the Pond Sports Network. Don't forget to check us out on social media and on our website, atpsports.net. Now over to your host of Across the Pond NBA Podcast, Ryan Doherty and Rory Mitchell. Go ahead, Ryan. Take us off. (laughs) Right, folks, welcome back to another season of Across the Pond NBA Podcast. Joined as per usual by Rory. Rory, hopefully you've had a, a really nice summer, been soaking up the sun. Summer. Anyways, it was fine. But we're here to talk basketball. Let's get right into it. No 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 long talking today, man. Let's get into it. <laughs> He's fired up. He's fired up, folks. Uh, yeah, okay, let's get into it. Our quarter one this week is um chatting about the trade and free agency so far. Now, it wouldn't be right if we talked about the biggest one that's obviously happened since we last recorded, the Don Mitchell trade. Now, me and you were talking last last what last two or three months. Um, about the fact that he's probably going to go to New York. If he wants to further his career, he's going to go to New York. He didn't go to New York. He went to Cleveland. Like, why would you go to Cleveland? Uh, because Cleveland's got championship aspirations now. <laughs> That's the reason why. You see how he's starting out laughing. See, I was waiting for this conversation. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers are now ahead of the pack right now. You know it. I know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Well, where? Where? What? Where? North, I think North, that they... Northeast? <laughs> no, I actually think that they have the ability to to be the Boston Celtics of last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't discount that. I just think that they're still a wee bit too young. Like, they're just... Fine. They're, they've got a lot of young stars and a lot of young potential. I just I don't know if I really trust the fact that they have very little depth now. Like, that seems to be what's what's going on in Cleveland. Like, until they get some of their bench mob, like, kind of fired into games, it's going to be... They're going to rely on Kevin Love off the bench. Now... I'm all for I'm all for a big fan of being a Kevin Love fan, but him coming off the bench as your only real option? Scary times out there. I wouldn't say it's that scary. I think that the team can just they just have to play around with each other. You know what I mean? You still got Karis LeVert over there. I like the bigs that they have with Mobley and um Jared Allen. Jared Allen, right? I literally think that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be a team that could potentially oppose what Boston did. I'm not saying they're gonna go to the finals. But I think they can beat a lot of these teams in a seven-game series. Let's look at the teams that they're better than. A, Philadelphia. I can tell you that they're better than Philadelphia in a seven-game series, right? Yeah, give me that. I right. also chuck in the fact that they're probably better than the Nets, no matter who the hell the Nets end up signing. That's And that's going to be – that. <laughs> see, I would say yes, but I also have to say no at the same time because Katie's still Katie. Kyrie's still Kyrie. Ben Simmons and- is <laughs> – you know what I mean? Ben Simmons is a ghost, and they He's literally, ghost, yeah. <laughs> and they literally have decided. Do you know what? We done really well saying all these old veterans who have real health issues. Let's go and get some more. Let's go and get Marquise Morris, aka Mister Whiplash, being out for the whole season, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I I don't see how that helps them. I really don't like. And who else have they got? They got rid of Nick Claxton. Who's who's their bigs now? Nobody. So true. I like Cleveland because I think now they have a way to they, they I think they're gonna contend. I think they're gonna battle with a lot of the top teams. I don't know if they can beat a Milwaukee Bucks yet personally. Boston Celtics, they can probably that series could go to six. They could probably put squeak it to six. That's about it. But honestly, like let's keep it real with the Eastern Conference. I think the Eastern Conference is gonna again be the conference to watch in my eyes. And uh it's an exciting time for Cleveland Cavaliers fans. This is like after LeBron James fiasco. Now, 
they're back into talking conversations. Ticket sales are going to be going out the roof. <laughs> You're going to want to go to a Cleveland Cavaliers game now if you live in the city of Cleveland or if they're coming to your hometown. You know what I mean? Hey, I, I, I liked them last year. I thought they were really good last year. And the fact that they've they've done a solid with Ricky Rubio, the fact that they let him go after he got his injury and then they've re-signed him as like a, a locker room presence, that's a good move on, on Cleveland's part because they're thinking, how do they develop these guards? And they've got the perfect, you know, blueprint of Ricky Rubio there to kind of help Garland and to, I think, you know, try and calm down Donovan Mitchell, go off in his little rants because, you know, he kind of does that every now and again. So I think that's it's going to be good for the locker room and good for them going into a postseason. So true. I'll have to wait and see, though. Can't wait. <clears throat> uh, right, let's move on to the, the next biggest the next biggest story. Um which would, in, in my eyes, be Pat Bed to the Lakers, and he's already rolling his eyes, folks. That he... <laughs> I can, I can sense, I can sense this there in his in his eyes. <laughs> but the Lakers got Pat Bev for THT and Stanley Johnson, the same THT which they didn't want to give to anyone, not for Kyle Lowry, not in a deal to get Buddy Hill last year, and uh, what are Rob Plinka and Jeannie Buss doing, given their star? rising star away from Pat Beverly. Well, they never really had a rising star ever since they got rid of they got they got LeBron and A D. They're almost on their way out of the league. So what are you gonna do? How are you gonna go get another showtime Laker player? You know what I mean? Um Patrick Beverly's a very interesting pick. I don't really want to touch too much on the whole Russell Westbrook and him and this and that and blah blah blah. But I think um the move makes sense as far as they have a disruptor at the point guard position. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. Now, Pat Bev is going to be Pat Bev. You know, he's going to command, you know, his presence. He's going to be a distraction. And I think I'm going to be honest. I think I think it's going to work in a way that it's going to make the Lakers look and they have a mystique. You know what I mean? I don't know what to call the Lakers right now. I know as much as I criticize LeBron, I know that if this team is healthy, they can contend. They can contend. Can they contend and make a run deep finals yet to be seen? Because they still have to be, they still have to beat a lot of teams. Some of those teams in the West are, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to beat a lot of those teams, right? Can you beat Golden State? I don't think so. You can probably beat Phoenix. Can you beat Memphis? I still give the Lakers the edge there. I know I'm going to get some heat. Um, they beat Dallas, they beat Minnesota, they don't beat the Clippers. Back to you, Ryan. Well, I, 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 in my eyes, I think it's, I think it's, it's a nice move. What they're doing behind the scenes, getting rid of all these old guys and getting young people or youngish people with a, as as people would say with Pat Bev, with a bit of a dog in them. You know, they they seem like they're they're going to be one of these fiery teams now. They're not a you know, we'll try and outscore you. It doesn't really matter what happens in defense. Now they seem like they're actually, they have a bit about them, which I think is going to be really nice to win the season. Now, you don't want to talk about the, the Pat Bevers stuff. Now, I just want to touch on that a little bit because what I've been seeing through every single media post is basically, oh, here's a story about Russell Westbrook putting his house on the market. Oh, here's a story about the head coach telling people that Russell Westbrook might be benched. And then suddenly, Pat Bev chimes in and goes, you guys are talking smack about my guy, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, don't, just don't try and jump into this guy's defense because we all know you don't want him there. 
because you guys are fighting over the same job and you two of you ain't starting. And really, is this all a bit of a kind of smoke train of, look, we still have faith in Russ, but really we're trying to get rid of him. Russell Westbrook was three days ago on social media, changed his jump shot, right? Russell, Russell Westbrook is a product of his own environment. He is good at what he could do in OKC. And then it just tanked. You know what I mean? Now, does he want to play a bench role? I'll be honest. I think I think Westbrook can start still in this league. I'm gonna say something that's gonna probably give us. It's gonna probably give me a lot of heat. I would take Russell Westbrook over in um in Minnesota right now. Honestly, I would because he still has a uh, a good enough skill set than a D'Angelo Russell. There's at least five teams that we can say Russell Westbrook can still start on. Give me Russell Westbrook in Minnesota, and I'm happy. Honestly, I'd rather take that because I know at least. I've got an explosive player that does have head case tendencies, but he also somewhat can bring the dog in outside of teams. You know what I mean? And things like that. But as far as him on the bench, please don't tell me we're going to give him some Anthony <laughs> tra- treatment now. Cause he's still, he's still a good active guard. Let's, let's be honest. Like I, I, if anybody wants to debate me, I will definitely love to debate it. There's downsides to Russell, but I still believe he still can start on five to 10 teams in this league. That's just it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he, I think he gets a lot of hate for the fact that his his skill set from what we've seen over the last five years develop into this ball centric, you know, doesn't want to share with teammates and be the focal point of every single team he's on. We've seen glimpses of him come out of that shell a little bit in Washington, in Houston for a period where he actually looked like he was willing to share the limelight. Now, I don't think he ever wants to do that in the Lakers uniform because. He knows that the Lakers aren't keeping him on after this year. This is his last year in, in a Lakers uniform, no matter what. Even if he if, even if he does come back, they're not re-signing him. And I think if he does stay, he will be more willing to accept whatever they give him as long as they give him a showcase piece. You know, I I, I don't think he's going to come off the bench right away. But if if uh, Ham doesn't you know, change up when he realizes the two of those guys and and AD and LeBron ain't working, then it's probably another Lakers head coaching change coming up very shortly. Well, that's the thing, right? And again, it all comes down to what AD does. If if AD comes back at 80%, I give the Lakers a second round appearance in the in the in the in the playoffs. If AD goes down, the Lakers are a bubble team. Right. So if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers, is is it load management this year? I don't know. I, I don't know because I know a bunch of Lakers fans and they're saying that they're done. I still feel like if they're healthy, they're going to create some issues. They will. You know what I mean? And right now I have the middle of the pack. I don't think they're a playing team this year. Honestly, I don't I really don't think they're a playing team. I think their magic number sits at about five or six, possibly four. They can squeak out to. Um, but there's a reason why I say that because your 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 boy over there in Dallas, I think he's playing too much basketball. I really do. I think he's prone to injury. We know that. And 82 game season, you start getting nicked up the first two months. I'm sorry to tell you this, Luca. I don't think Dallas is really going anywhere. To be honest, 
I think uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to Dallas and Luca a little bit later on, but I, I have I have high suspicions that uh, Jason Kidd and the and Mark Cuban and stuff are going to be very cautious in how they use Luca this year, and it's not going to be a case of he's going to be you know almost robbed of MVP, MVP discussions. I think he's going to have a, a much more quiet year, but quiet and effective year, especially given the fact that this is a really strong Western Conference this year with. Clippers coming back and Kawhi coming back and you know Phoenix seem like they might be out for blood. So I yeah. don't think so. Let's <laughs> uh, let's put that to bed. I'm sorry to say that cover athlete Devin Booker. It ain't happening. That ship is sailed. It's uh, uh, no. This is not even a hot take. Phoenix Suns are not. No, no. Next segment. Let's go. Next talking point. Sorry, Devin um, Booker. So- it's not happening this year. Motion cap. I saw a little thing with NBA 2K20. 23. It's not happening. Next. <laughs> so um, let's go on to one of the one of the teams out in the East who almost got there last year. Celtics upgrade their guard spot, getting Malcolm Brogdon. Now we just talked about AD being injured. Oh, we forgot talking about AD jumping on in NBA 2K23 and getting injured within the first three minutes and then playing with himself. That's a that's a hilarious take. Um, but Mr. Injury himself, Malcolm Brogdon going to the Celtics. Now, I think he probably starts with the Celtics. Um, and I would be really interested to see how him and Marcus Smart both combine because both of them are very good defenders as, as guards. They they play bigger than they are, and I think it, it gives the Celtics a bit more of a, a chance to experiment with Tatum in that four spot. Boston Celtics, the team that I don't know what to make of because now, you know, Gallinari is hurt. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's and, gone for the season. And if Dino Gallinari was there, it extends the, the 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 shooting ability with this team because you can't necessarily leave him open. Leave him open. But I don't know what to make of Boston now because can Boston go back to the finals? Yes, and no, no, because I don't know if they have that next switch in them to get back there. Right. Um, I know this is not the prediction show, but. Are you about to go back and play Milwaukee in a seven-game series and say you can confidently beat them right now? Yeah, they they got lucky last year. The fact that Middleton was hurt, and right. I think if Middleton's in that game, Tatum isn't going off. You know, yep. Middleton's lock, locking him down, yep. and it then becomes again, how do they stop Giannis and how do they stop Middleton shooting threes? You know, they can't do both. Yeah. So with all of that said. I like, like I said, the East. I, the East is going to be the like. I, I'm, I'm saying this right now. I think I'm going to watch more Eastern Conference games this year because I'm circling certain games, certain dates. The Atlantis in the world, you know what I mean? They upgrade a little bit. I think it's it's going to be a dogfight night in and night out to find the right position. And for Boston, it's like, are they a top three team? Yes, on paper. Yes, on the skill set of what's on the court but they very well could be a four or five because there's going to be teams that are going to catch some heat. I give Boston right now the, the 76er type of treatment in with the Milwaukee's. They're like the top echelon teams, but the weakest of those three is still Philly. Next would be Boston and then still giving the edge to Milwaukee because I'm sorry to tell people this. I'll say this. I think Milwaukee's that team to beat still. 
still. Possibly, possibly, possibly. But you touched you touched on our next team that we're going to talk about. The Hawks upgrade and got the Deontay Murray. Now, I really liked him in Spurs. I thought he had a good head on the shoulders, Pop coaching really well. And is, is this a case of what happens is you, you leave Pop, you become a thug? Uh, do you see all these highlights over over the, the, the amateur, the pro-am game stuff he was doing? Hitting people in the face with balls, trash-talking them. What, what are you doing, mate? You know, you're NBA all-star caliber player and you're hitting, you know, your average Joe in the face with balls and trash-talking them. I, I, I'm looking for that. You ready for this? What? The Atlanta Hawks have Trey Young, who is now has to play the villain. And I think that team is about to be the villain. Atlanta. They're going to be a fun team, but they're also going to be a villain. And I'm I'm going to say this. That backcourt, <laughs> ooh, that backcourt's going to be scary, right? Because what do you do with a Trey Young that can pull up from anywhere on the floor? And then you have a Deontay Murray that can actually slash and pass. I like Atlanta. Again, Atlanta falls in those territories of teams that will fall fourth, maybe fifth. They're not a lottery team. I think the lot. Here's what I'll say about the lottery in the in the Eastern Conference. If you fall in the lottery, it might be a good thing for you, not a bad thing, because you got to think about all the other bottom feeding teams that you got to play with. I think I think the Raptors are a lottery team. You know, and I know I'm kind of sound like I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm just looking at how I'm forecasting it. But um, Ryan Atlanta, Atlanta's the team, man. <laughs> I can't wait for prediction show because I, I got some, I got some, they're not going to be like really hot takes, but I have some takes that you're going to be like, interesting. Yeah. Like I'm ready yeah. for the season. Like I'm ready for the season. I'm really, I'm ready for the season. I think when you look at NBA and I know NBA and NFL, they like to rival each other as far as headlines, but between me and you're like NBA this year, it's going to be an exciting time for your fan. Circle your calendar, circle those dates. teams, Cause no. Yeah, I feel definitely. like play, playoff atmosphere at some point in times. You know what I mean? There's a, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be wanting vengeance on previous teams. You know that's 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 what we're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's it's crazy to think that last year we thought we thought a lot of these teams where they were going to be competing for championships and they never really got there. Well, obviously we're talking a lot about Cleveland, about Charlotte, about Atlanta last year. And these guys mostly upgraded. Charlotte is kind of one that didn't really upgrade that much, but they're going to be healthier this year, probably. Um, and it means that they're, again, probably going to be, as you said, probably going to be in the kind of the lottery aspect of it, you know, playing games and stuff like that. It'll be it'll be fun to see these these other teams who thought they were just instantly in the playoffs kind of get pushed out a little bit. So true. Um, so moving on <clears throat> to our last little kind of, um, update of trade and free agency, the Blazers actually get a forward, a forward that's half decent, Jeremy Grant in a Blazer uniform. So Damon Lord actually gets some help in, in a big man. But obviously, Damon Lord has come back to that Blazers team and he's lost his running mate, CJ. Nurkic is going to be Nurkic. And I still don't I still don't have much faith in the, in the Portland Trailblazers getting to a playoffs this year. If anything, they're going to be a playing team. And they're going to struggle when they get to play in team because they are still so weak in their depth. Weak in their depth, but I'll say this. I, we mentioned the name of Russell, right? And it's like how he could now be the Russell Westbrook and take this team to the playoffs just on the helm of being Dame Lillard. I think we see all-around Dame Lillard show up. I think Dame time turns into all-around time. All-around is as far as if they get in the playoffs and he can produce it still at a high level – I think it's quiet to say he's MVP. 
I think if there's any time that Damian Lillard can get MVPs this year, Ace, what yeah. he has. <laughs> At least they don't have another trophy to his name because right now he's got what rookie of the year, and that's, that's pretty much it. That's about it, right? <laughs> so Jeremy Grant, Nurkic, he's still built out of paper mache. Um, you know, Josh I like Hart. The, was that <laughs> they got Josh Hart as well. Yeah, Josh Hart. Um, they still got that young rookie that I'm I'm keen on. The quick, you know, he had a little shoulder situation, shading, shading sharp. I think Portland, if Portland can squeak into the playoffs between me and you, they will. I think we got to say that Dame is Dame's MVP. I'm, I'm going to go on that record. I think he's MVP. But Jeremy Grant's got a lot of proof still. If he shows up how we know how he can play, I I, I think that I think I think Portland's going to look appealing. Yeah, hey, he's, as long as you're not giving him fairy shots night like he was in, in Detroit, that was, oof, you know, there was that was nobody over ugly there basketball. There was nobody over in the Detroit that you could be like, oh, okay, they're going to win. They're going to you know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't have no proven players except for my guy, Cade, Cade Cunningham, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be, if you're a Pistons fan, it's going to be a long season. At least you got some cool new uniforms or retro throwback uniforms, I guess. Don't, 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 don't disrespect <laughs> Detroit too too much. I, I here's the thing is that Detroit's on their way up. They're on their way up. Let's give it time. Yeah, yeah. They are, I think they are going to be in the same kind of bubble as uh, Orlando. Like they're just biding their time, waiting for these teams to drop off, and then you know hit them, hit them where it hurts. I like well, here's a question I got to pose to you because we see it in different sports. We see it in football. See it in hockey. The parody. There's not really much. There is and there's not much parity as far as NBA and some of these younger teams. They got to, like you said, they have to wait and buy their time. You look at something like hockey, like there's 16 to 20 teams that could literally go for the cup. NBA, it's really five to seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? NFL, it's like seven, seven to 10 that could potentially, you know? And it's like, when is that going to start kicking in between GMs and looking at what's going to happen? Because we both know the NBA is going to change within the next three to five years. All these young talent kids that are coming in, you know, there's going to be times we're going to be talking about, wait, Sacramento Kings are a first place team. Maybe, you know what I mean? Stop. Well, you've obviously been right. I know it's early in the morning where you are just now, but that's, that's, you know, obviously drunk from still last night. That's <laughs> what do you mean? Stop it. No, but I'm just saying, you just never know. Sacramento Kings being a number one, a number one, team. like you're going to be like, what's going on here in the NBA? You know what I mean? So that's what I always say to people is appreciate what we have right now, because the next like three to five years, this thing could all go away and, we're not going to see a LeBron, you know, Steph's still going to be Steph. Clay's still going to be Clay. But you look at all the players now, it's it's going to be so wide open. It's going to be so vast, you know? Yeah, there's going to be, I think there's going to be a, a big kind of power shift and it's going to be a much more kind of spread out league where you're talking about five or six teams from each conference being able to go to the finals rather than just, it's these three teams and everyone really knows it. You know, that's, that's what we're kind of getting across. Um, moving on to our quarter two now, it wouldn't really be a, our, our normal kind of across plan podcast here to not talk about some of the big issues going on in the NBA. Um, the biggest one being the Robert Sarver uh, kind of scandal. Um, and uh, I think it's it's insane that it's taken this long because if you look back to when they got to the conference finals, 
it seemed like there was something off behind the scenes. Like nobody was really being very celebratory, apart from Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Everyone was like a wee bit kind of hush hush. And even him accepting the trophy, it was like very quiet and down, you know. And all this kind of uh, came out uh, and uh, about the fact that his mistreatment of employees, his racial profiling, his, you know, um, sexual comments, etc. Now he's been fined um, $10 million and been banned for a year. Um, players have came out and said that it's not enough. And we've already kind of seen this with the, the, the other the other guy out in LA, the scandal out there. Is this, is this, are we now kind of leaning towards uh, more background checks, more, you know, investigating practices going on. What's actually going on with these owners? Before I go, Chris Paul's the head of what? The Players Association. Okay. I want people to take that in, right? Players Association. So you play on a team where this owner is doing all this and you're just hush-hush about this? So let's take a look at the timelines of the Phoenix Suns. They get torn apart Game seven by Dallas in their own gym and nobody bats an eye. Let's ask this question. Could that have something to do with it? They knew what was going on and it's a distraction around the organization, right? Now, I'll say this. It is so funny, the timing of all that, of all this conversation, because it's, it's something that's actually come up a lot, even in my talking points. A lot of this rich money that's out here and a lot of these men that have power and they're in these positions, they they don't know how to wield the power hand to help build people up. They want to tear people down, right? And it's quite disgusting to see this. Now you got to put into consideration the whole Brittany Griner situation again now too. See where I'm going with this. Is there, how does I say this? Is there a misrepresentation of what we're seeing in the organization to where we see all of these things now climbing up and now it's in front of us and on, on, on a table? Does it make sense? You see where I'm going with all this? Yeah, yeah. It's like people knew about this stuff. So what they're doing is they're punishing potentially people like Brittany Grant. I know that situation is different. But there could be that punishment thing going on where it's like, well, if this is already going on in Phoenix. Like, maybe it was the slowing building steps to get to where we're at. You know what I mean? That's why I say yeah. right now, like, there's no way I can see the Phoenix Suns going in this season. And you're going to tell me that this team is going to be out for blood. I do not see it happening. I think this whole thing's going to be a distraction. And I've, I feel sorry for guys like Chris Paul. You know? You're the head of the player. Get out of there. Get out of there. Because I want to see a microphone put in front of their faces just to see what, what you're going to say. Because, Chris Paul, if you're the head of this association, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it came from talking points. So what do you do? Just put it to bed and then you want to address it? No. Then why are you the head of this? Well, I, th- I think I think he's he's in a very uh, uh, perspective because obviously he's been through this with uh, his stint in the Clippers as well. Mm-hmm. And it would. It's quite surprising that he's been involved in both teams. Now I don't know if he's maybe assisted in these um, investigations, and it could be that's what's taken up a lot of his 
effort and you know eye off the prize of what he's actually trying to do in the NBA, he's maybe you know trying to get all this done behind the scenes and help out the league in that aspect rather than his own career. It could be it could be a situation of that as well. We just you we don't see know where you just did. See, I didn't want to say it. You just said it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's 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 tough though. You know what I mean? Like especially when you have a a, a WNBA team, you know what I mean? That that has so much talented individuals and, and, and women and just watching what we've been, I don't know if you watch WNBA, but I'm seeing the highlights and I'll catch a lot of the games. And it's like the women's game is getting to a point where I'll be honest, sometimes it's better to watch the women's game, than the men's game sometimes, right? Because you see what these women are doing they're putting and what they're sacrificing on the floor and things like that. So when you're an owner like this and you're a pig, you need to be held accountable. Right. You know, he's, and then the report, he's like, oh, well, you know, no comment or we still deny, deny, deny. Like is money can't no matter how much money you have, like if you look at what's going on in the world, you will be you're, you're going to get canceled. Social media is a thing. You know, we can start like, uh, start leaking out the information. I want to see it. I want to see the text message threads. I want to see the, vo- the audio voice notes. And women, come forward. If this shit's happening to you, excuse my French, I'm sorry. James, do not come after me. (laughs) (laughs) If you see this crap happening, it's not even at the big level of the NBA. But if you see this happening in your job, you see this happening around family, friends, exploit this, man. Because, men, I'm sorry. Like, y'all got to be held accountable out here. You know what I mean? Especially, like, whatever position in life that you're in. You hold power comes great responsibility. And that's all I have to really say. Yeah, very true. Right, we'll take a wee short break and we're back with our second half. Right, folks, we're back with our second half. Now, starting off for quarter three, um, the biggest, obviously, event outside the NBA right now uh, in basketball terms is happening, um, Eurobasket. Um, and right now, we're actually broadcasting or you know recording this while the finals are going to go on tonight. Um, we'll just kind of give you a roundup of what's actually happened. Now, Slovenia were reigning champions from last time. Um, we're going to go straight into the quarterfinals because, let's say, so up to the quarterfinals, it was just that, uh, you know, people knew exactly what was going to go on, the teams are going to go through and stuff. Um, surprisingly, in the quarterfinals, Germany knocked out Greece, so Yanis was gone. Um, his brothers got really emotional. I don't know why. I, I don't think like they really thought they could win because um, it was literally the Yanis show and no one else. Um, so Germany knocked out Greece, Spain knocked out Finland. Now, Finland were a big surprise. Now, I've been saying it for years. The fact that Laura Markin is a really good NBA player. You know, he's a good basketball player. He knows what he's doing in the court. I think in Cleveland, in flashes, he was shown potential what he could be. But until he actually gets a team built around his skill set, he'll never really get there. Whereas in Finland, uh, for the national team, you know, he's 25-point-a-night guy, easy. You know, double-doubles out, out of everywhere. So I think he's going to be one to... If you're a Utah Jazz fan, James, um, at least you have the glory to look at this year because, you know, the rest of the team, uh, it's not going to be good. Um, and then the big surprise, uh, Poland beat Slovenia by three points. Now, I was watching bits of this game. Over here, it's really hard to find the game because they sold the rights for the UK market to some random website and it's not on any of the channels. So I was like getting dodgy stream after dodgy stream to try and catch bits of the game. Not great. Um, but watching Slovenia basically have their asses handed to them because they're not playing as team. They were literally just giving it to Doncic go, right, shoot, shoot, go, go, go. And as you talked about earlier, you can only do that so long for Doncic and then he'll burn out. And he did, he burned out. So um, 
they did obviously Poland done really well. They got one of four ever uh, triple doubles um, from their their swingman uh, Matthias Ponika. Um, yeah, four triple doubles ever in Eurobasket, and he's one of them. Um, but it was it was an amazing game by him, and the rest of the team were just you know very you know locked down in defense, make sure they get a daunting chance as much as possible, and force other people to shoot, and it worked. And then France knocked out early. That wasn't really a surprise. France are were kind of one of the favorites going into the whole kind of competition. France is Rudy Gobert playing? Rudy Gobert is is playing with his highlighted tips, and he's you know he's actually being. I would never, I'd never think of mentioning this. An offensive threat. Yeah. So you know what that means, right? <laughs> what Minnesota may actually get in the playoffs properly? Minnesota's gonna be in the playoffs properly. Minute <laughs> Minnesota's also gonna win a first round matchup properly, also too. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. they. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I'm waiting for? We play Mil. I want Memphis again. Really? Yes, Ooh. I do. <laughs> Actually, I do because I want to prove a point to a lot of people here. Um, I know we're talking about Euro basketball. I'm sorry, I'm just NBA minded. <laughs> All this other stuff is just filler. Uh, Rudy Gobert is silently going to be one of the greatest accusi- acquisitions into an NBA franchise in Minnesota. Not because I'm a fan, but I it will oppose a lot of threats on the court, and it's going to. If you know basketball. And you know about how bigs play, and then you extend the floor with Carl Anthony Towns. The only Achilles heel we have is the point guard in D'Angelo Russell. That's it. But we'll be in the playoffs. Guaranteed. We're better than Dallas Mavericks. I'll say it right here. <laughs> better than. Uh, I don't think you are. But okay, seven game series. <laughs> don't think we so. have seven game series. We win it in six. I think it's. I think it's five two. Five two. Or four. Four two. Four two. Sorry. Or two for, um, for just, Dallas because Luke is going to run around and dominate the game. Uh, well, the fact that he dunked Gobert every time he's ever played against him, yeah. Ooh, he like, dunks <laughs> on Ooh. okay. And he hits step back so he's Gobert. He, That's he ends Gobert's career. It's 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 not. Oh, it's not ends like, his career. Okay, so when Minnesota gets a second round matchup, <laughs> give me my respect on the show. Thank you. Uh I I will wait a long time for that, but yeah, okay, I will. Um, <laughs> um, so then we're, we're obviously we're into the <laughs> we're into we're into the we're into the, the semifinals. The semifinals were we kind of finished up on Friday there, and um, the semifinals were Spain against Germany and France against Poland. Now the France game was just absolute dem- demolition against Poland. Now it seems just from watching back the game that Poland had basically just spent their whole energy is trying to get past Slovenia because Slovenia were coming back at them and, you know, they just didn't look like they were up for it. They seemed like, we've got this far, we're good, you know, and France behind, uh, oh, what's his face, um, Evan Fournier and Gobert and stuff like that were just way too much for them, way, way too much. And uh, Spain actually knocked out good Germany. Now, a lot of people have been mentioning the fact that Spain, they don't really have any big NBA stars this year, but they've got two who are very, very capable brothers uh, in Willie and Bo Cruz. Um, <laughs> but those two have really been powering Spain through this Euro basket, mainly for the fact that they might not always start, but they, when they're on the court together, they both complement each other very, very well. And they've got a couple of guards there that can feed them, you know, and it means basically they're getting, you know, very close to double-double numbers on a nightly basis. And their defense is just very, very good in the perimeter. And it means 
teams like Germany, who were relying on Dennis Schroeder and Franz Wagner and stuff like that, they weren't getting the same opportunities they were against other teams. And I I think this this finals matchup between Spain and France are going to, is going to be really really good because it's it's two very contrasting styles of one that's very guard dominant, one that's going to be very you know inside the paint dunks and layups well, and stuff wins. like that. So say it, France wins. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as clear cut as that because France they they got beat by Slovenia uh, in the in the in the rounds. They got beat by Germany in the in the in the group stages as well. So Spain. Beat both those teams. Who does yes. Germany have? Oh, they got Dirk Nowinski reincarnated over there. What's, what's <laughs> Here, like? Did you did you watch any Franz Wagner? Franz Wagner was balling, like honestly Franz balling. Wagner, he, like, yeah, he okay. honestly at points he turned into a, a younger Camilo Anthony with his with his you know little fadeaways and stuff like that and hook shots and it was it was crazy to watch. Okay, so so the Euro Basketball League is a showcase for <laughs> for the countrymen. To just go off. <laughs> well, no, it's it's a showcase for actual team basketball. This this is this is why there's only ever been four triple doubles. It's not one player goes off. It's a team comes together, and it's always been a team comes together. So those friends going to bring this back to the NBA? No. Uh, mm, I, I think this year, France is going to have a much easier route to getting buckets because they now have a legit four. He doesn't play. He doesn't have to play the four now. He can play the three. His natural position. And I think him and Bancaro are going to be a real good partnership. Wait and see. <laughs> you have to wait and see. So yeah, I'm 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 picking Spain to win this tonight. I think it. I think it's going to be picking Spain, Spain to beat. Really? Yeah, underdog. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll go France because that's the consensus pick here. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay then. Um, but I mean, the, the third round matchup, I, I feel bad for Poland. I really do because I don't think they've got any chance against Germany. You know, Germany are just too strong. Who does there's Poland two, have? I like, I feel like I'm one. watching. Is, I, I, you hear say all these countries, I'm like, well, I know they're good for soccer, but. Like, yeah, Poland yeah. Po- Poland, no disrespect. Poland, <laughs> Poland don't have any notable NBA stars right now or NBA fringe stars or anything like that. They just got a whole bunch of guys that play really well in the Euroleague. Um, but that's that's what the, the the media were saying about Spain. They don't have their usual, you know, top three, top five NBA player like they usually do. Obviously, they had for a while uh, Rubio. They had the Gasol brothers, um, etc. And then suddenly they've now came in with Hernan Gomez and Willie Gomez, and it's it's a case of these guys are you know jumping from team to team. They actually only get like five ten minutes a night, but as a team, they play really really well. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, I, I think I think Germany have got easily third place sewn up and I, I do I actually think Spain are gonna give France a real good fund for money if I'm not gonna oh, okay. if I'm not gonna win it. All right. So if when France wins <laughs> by five points, we'll see. It's not it's here. If France wins, it's gonna be it's gonna be probably a blow if if France do win. If it's I, I, if it's go if it's close though, I think Spain might actually edge it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, right, moving into our fourth quarter. It's just a bit of a kind of heads up for our fans out there. We're actually right now we're setting up our fancy stuff for this year. Now, at, right now I'm setting up the, the Discord and stuff like that so that you guys can then partake in our in our fantasy leagues. So hopefully it'll be a, a way for you guys to prove that you know more ball than me and Rory. Well, at least you'll be able to prove you know more than Rory because you know that's not really that hard. But <laughs> you see, you know, this season I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put out a warning to a lot of people. I'm going to, when it comes to this show, <laughs> Team Roy fans, <laughs> hashtag 
Team Roy versus Team Ryan. Hashtag Across the Pond Network basketball show where you can uh, celebrate with us. Pick a side. Just make sure when you pick the side over here. <laughs> yeah, you'll be going to sleep because you'll be joining with a, a person that's never won a fantasy league in their life uh, instead of a four-time winner. So I, I haven't won a fantasy league in my life. <laughs> I can post the receipts right now that I've won leagues. My stats are ridiculous. A lot of silvers. There's some bronze. There's some golds. I've been fan- I've been- Listen, I've been playing fantasy, but I play NBA, not NBA. I play NFL fantasy. So that's the thing, right? Uh, yeah, see. I got some. I got some wins out there. You know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, keep keep your eyes cool for that, folks. It will be coming out to you, and probably next week we'll probably try and launch it. Um, just a, a bit of a shout as well. Um, we might have a, a bit of a competition as well near kind of Christmas time. We're talking about, yeah. What's the competition? Is this news to me? Uh, people were talking about it the other week there. Maybe a, a bit of a NBA 2K23 competition. How? Where? When is this? I didn't uh, get this memo. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll, I'll remind you later on. <laughs> you remind me later on? You spill the beans. What's this NBA 2K? What, what's going on here? We, we might have we have um, some a little bit of present for our listeners later on near Christmas time. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, guys, we'll catch you name next week. You have been listening to Across the Pond NBA podcast. Please follow, rate, and review our podcast and check out atpsports.net to see the guests we have coming up and keep checking back to listen to our latest episodes.